I sing with pride of the men who died our native land to free, who fought for the cause against oppressive laws to gain our liberty. But they were sung, not a song was sung. Thanks to everybody for coming on this wet, windy autumnal day. We're here to uh, commemorate an event, an ambush, that happened at this location a hundred years ago, in which a number of uh, young men in their 20s, nearly all farming stock from East Clare, who took on uh, elements of British forces uh, in Ireland. So they took up arms and they were guided by mainly the Brennan brothers from Milik. One of the one of the last um, events of the War of Independence was here in Glenwood. The treaty was negotiated in London shortly afterwards. But here we're to commemorate these young men and the women who supported them, who tend to be were written out of history because history likes hard, uh, you know, hard uh, ba- battles, whereas f- the soft part of of revolts like tending the the fighters feeding them accommodating them um is sort of that's regarded as soft and the old style histories didn't um didn't cover that we have done it now we, we have done it via a plaque which describes the safe house we also have a booklet in which the involvement of coming Amon is highlighted the booklet is available for sale at a very reasonable 10 euro now um we'll now kick off with the formal part of the proceedings so the first person i'm going to call is mr pj ryan from cratlow pj ryan is coherlock on claw on behalf of the people of county clare i welcome you all here today to the unveiling of the 100th anniversary plaque to commemorate the Glenwood Ambulance, aptly named Chocton and Silta, the safe house. On the morning of the 20th of January 1921, a group of men were given an order to assemble at one of the gates entering Glenwood Estate. 37 men responded under the command of the Brennan Brothers of Milik and Tom McGrath from O'Callaghan's Mills. They successfully ambushed an RIC patrol travelling between Six Mile Bridge and Broadfoot. This was a very important milestone in the fight for the freedom of our country. There is one very important part of our fight for freedom that's forgotten and sometimes airbrushed out of history, and that is the involvement of the women of County Clare and our country. But this committee have gone a long way in recognising the work of Common Amman, and this will be very evident when this plaque is unveiled here today. Uh, just uh, a shanocle, a Kela Navalan Nadina, and that translates to uh, under, sh- under the shelter of each other, people survive. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very proud of the people who uh, have gone before us and were involved in this ambush today. But I'm also very proud of the people today who are trying to unite our country. The only thing is they are doing it by dialogue and peaceful means, which I think is, is very, very important. And I think on that note now, uh, we'll move on. Thank you very much, uh, PJ. The next uh, is the unveiling of the plaque by 
Mick Ryan and Flan McCarthy. Mick and Flan, both their parents were involved in the Glenwood ambush. This was uh, done by Mick McTighe uh, from Mike McTighe, yeah. Kilnamona. Kilnamona, yeah. Beautiful piece of work. Next uh, item is the uh, raising of the tricolour by Lieutenant Martin Cudahy. He's from the 12th Battalion based in Sarsfield Barracks in, in Limerick. And uh, the, um, the national anthem is played by James McNamara of Tulla. Kevin McCormack and his band are here. Kevin is going to come to the microphone to explain to us illiterates with a weapon what we're looking at. Ladies and gentlemen, I live in Newmark and Fergus. I'm a former soldier. I did 23 years, proud to do so, and I would do it all again. I'm 69 years of age and love it. Today we're dressed in the period of dress of what the men would have dressed inside the wall here at, the, at doing the ambush. There was an exceeding amount of, of uh, IRA men uh, in waiting for the ambush. Maura, uh, as part of the coming of on, came up on the bicycle gave the message to say that the, the, the black and tans were coming from Six Mile Bridge. They were down there getting rations. But I want to say to you, we do this and we, we, we do it proudly. And we're, you know, we, we do, we're called the Irish UN Living History because we, we do the UN as well as Home Service and this, and proud to do so. But again, this is the period dress. Maura there is dressed as coming among how they would be dressed. And you can see the uniform, the way the uniform, that's an ex-British Army officer's uniform converted. It was a pants. The tailor in Galway, Kate Cuss Galway, he changed it to make it in the way it looks, but it looks the part for what it is. But again, just to say to you that we're doing this because we love it. We love. I'm proud to be Irish. I'm proud of my language. I'm proud of my history. And I'm proud of being a soldier. Go to Margaret. And the other two chaps, uh, Timmy O'Connell, is an ex-Irish Navy, now works in the health board. Young John is a, a young volunteer. As you see, he has the hurley. Now the reason he has the hurley is that's what they gave the young lads to teach him when they were doing the, the, the drill. And that's why John is here today to show the youngsters this is how they would have been dressed in that period. Okay? Go to Margaret. Thank you. Go to Margaret. Thank you. The Kilkishan uh, National School Choir and they're under the care of Deirdre Maxted. Pub not learn, the provisional government of the Irish public to the people of Ireland.
Irish men and Irish women, in the name of God and of dead generations from which she receives her old tradition of nationhood, Ireland, true us, summons her children to her flag and strikes for her freedom. Having organised and trained her manhood through her secret revolutionary organisation, the Irish Republican Brotherhood, and through her open military organisations, the Irish Volunteers and the Irish Citizen Army, having patiently perfected her discipline and having resolutely waited for the right time to reveal itself, she now seizes that moment. And supported by her exiled children in America and gallant allies in Europe, she strikes with full confidence of victory. We declare the right of the people of Ireland to the ownership of Ireland and to the unfettered control of Irish, des of Irish destiny to be sovereign and indefeasible. The long aspiration of that right by a foreign and government has not extinguished that right, nor can it ever be extinguished except by the destruction of Irish people. In every generation, the Irish people have asserted their rights into national freedom and sovereignty. Six times in the past 300 years, they have asserted it in arms. Standing on that fundamental right and again asserting it in arms in the face of the world, we hereby proclaim the Irish Republic as a sovereign and independent state, and we pledge our lives and the lives of our comrades in arms to the cause of its welfare, of its freedom and of its exaltation among the nations. The Irish Republic is entitled to and hereby claims the allegiance of every Irish man and Irish woman. The Republic guarantee religious and civil liberty, equal rights and equal opportunities to all of its citizens and declares its resolve to pursue the happiness and prosperity of the whole nation and all of its parts, cherishing all the children of the nation equally and oblivious to the differences carefully fostered by an alien government which have divided the minority from majority in the past. Until our arms have brought the opportune moment for the establishment of a permanent national government representative of the whole people of Ireland, elected by the suffrages of all her men and women, provisional government hereby constituted will administer in civil and military affairs of the Republic in trust for the people. We place the cause of the Irish Republic under the protection of the Most High God, whose blessing we invoke upon our arms, and we pray that no one who serves will dishonour by cowardice, inhumanity or rapine. In this supreme hour the Irish nation must, by its valour and discipline, and by the readiness of all the children to sacrifice themselves for common good and, uh, and prove itself worthy of the august destiny to which it is called. Good lad, good lad. Signed on behalf of the Provisional Government, government Thomas J. Clark, Sean McDermott, Thomas McDonough, P.H. Pierce, Eamon Kent, James Connolly, and Just Plunkett. Hi, I'd just like to say how proud the school are of the children um, who are involved here today. I'd just like to say their names for you. Uh, it's Joe Madden, Jamie Maroney, Amy Neville, Anya O'Brien, Maggie Zimmerman, Robin Kavanagh, Dan Maroney, Neve Cassidy, Jane Hogan, Jack Nash, Rhea O'Flynn, and Evan Casey, and I'm sure you're all very proud of them. And they're all from 5th and 6th class in Kilkishan National School. And they were all, all trained by the principal, Connor Harrison. Our next person uh, to talk to us is Tomás Mokonmara, uh, and uh, he will give us a, an address. 
And if Tomas is around, I invite him to the podium. Oh, I should say, Tomas is um, uh, a historian. He's from Tumgraney, and he's written several books uh, in this about this period in Irish history. And his most recent one is about the Scarif Martyrs, so which is on sale in all good bookshops, as they say. So over to you, Tomas. Gormila Mahagot, Gormila Mahagiv, Kahimirag will me fear bro duel, Kunave Shasavan saw a vor counter, a kulura vor star, Agasistoi, Lumsa Gawil, Tavok down I went, Le Ain Kamora, a Brahnuer and Koganisir Shugas and I'm sure I've loaded a Kaknurha to Brahnuer, Kamora Kade Vlin, Tashin Yestona, Agasnis Tavok, a reached. Um, I'm very proud to, to stand here with you to, to commemorate uh, your history and your heritage. I want to say first of all that I, I was really emotional listening to the, to the young children there from Kilkishan National School. I think it's one of the best things I've seen at a commemoration because if there's any purpose to all of this uh, commemorating that we've been doing over the last number of years, it's to instill in our younger people an appreciation of what happened in our own landscape and to ensure that when they walk or drive or run or cycle past this point of the landscape that they'll understand what happened here and not only understand what happened here but understand its meaning for us, for our people, for the people who came before us and for the people who will come after us. I believe commemoration to be hugely important. I believe it plays a, a hugely important role in, in, in reminding us about the past, but it is not the only form of remembering. We need to remember by talking. We need to remember by singing. We need to remember by all of the methods that are available to us to ensure that we don't forget about our past, because if we break the connection between ourselves and our history and our place, then we've broken something very, very important. And I think we have a responsibility to in the way that we commemorate and in, to ensure that we present an honest and open and forthright uh, story of our past and not to equalise our past. There is no equalisation of our historical experience. What happened here a hundred years ago was a rebel army confronting the forces of British rule. In any situation of insurrection, there is only the occupier and the occupied. There is the oppressed and the oppressor. There is the ruler and the rebel. And what was here a hundred years ago were a rebel army confronting the forces of British rule. But to commemorate one side of that experience is not to remove your humanity for the other side. We understand that there was loss and death of the six men that were killed here. But I have this to say, that the responsibility for their deaths is on the British imperialists who put their forces over here and who insisted on maintaining British rule in Ireland, and they're as responsible for, for them as the IRA volunteers who shot them. I want also to say that, unfortunately, because I know the lads here have been commemorating for, for the last 11, 12 years and have been leading up to this point, and it was unfortunate, as in many cases, that it wasn't possible to hold it in January of this year for the 100th anniversary, but it's great that it's been able to happen within the 100th year, which I know was the determination of uh, the, the committee. But a hundred years ago in January 1921, the forces here were united. A hundred years ago in October of 1921, that unity was beginning to fracture. 
and unfortunately that would mean that would have very dire consequences for us for us here in Clare for us across the, the what became this state but most severely for the people in the north of the country who at that time were falling further and further into a partitioned country which was being consolidated back in October 19 and 21 and it, as we move closer to, I suppose to the centenary of the civil war we'll have to explore that we'll have to be respectful in the way that we do that and hopefully united in the way that we explore that but I believe we should always remember when we're doing that what was the effect of that civil war what was the effect on the people in the north of the country who were left in a partitioned country and isolated from the freedom that we went on to enjoy and there is nothing in partition to commemorate I want to finish by again congratulating the committee who, who have worked so hard to bring this about and I want to acknowledge the theme of the sculptor that they have here behind us which as PJ said you know reflects on the women of coming them on reflects on the safe houses who supported them it's great to see the men here in the, and women in the, in the uniforms of the Republican movement but there were many people who contributed to that who didn't wear a uniform at all old women, old men young boys and girls who all played a role in the struggle for Irish independence. And the echoes that came after this event, the flames that were lit around this community and the communities around it are as much part of the story as the ambush that took place in this uh, spot 100 years ago. The, the flames that were lit 100 years ago to destroy have not destroyed the feeling behind that whole movement and the memory endures now 100 years later, which I think is a very powerful response to that attempt to destroy 100 years ago. There is a fantastic story told now in the publication that the committee have put together. And I would encourage you all to go out to get it because, again, the effort that I know well, the effort that goes in to putting something like that together. Get it, read it, talk about it, tell people the story of Glenwood, tell them the full story and be proud to remember it. Gormila Mahagwif. Now, the next item is a wreath-laying ceremony on the 90th anniversary plaque. And again, I'll ask L Lieut Lieutenant um, Martin Cuddihy to do the honours. And could I ask Paddy Carroll to light a candle, please? This is a candle that was erected in a, 10 years ago at the 90th anniversary, and Paddy has been faithful about lighting it every year. Paddy's from Castle Lake, just down the road. There was a safe house in Castle Lake Farm, which Paddy pointed out to us. A safe house for the uh, people on the run. This committee has been on the go for over 10 years uh, under the chairmanship of Patsy Neville, who is a uh, a major driver uh, in the event. I couldn't list all the 18 living mem uh, the li living committee members. Uh, they're in the booklet, which is available for 10 euro, uh, very reasonably. But I would like to mention five people who are no longer with us, and they died in the last 10 years. And uh, Sean McMahon, Tommy McMahon, Paddy Clancy, Frank Cahill, and uh, J.P. Ganan. Yes, just a, a moment silence to remember those those five men. Michael Ryan from from Kilbane. Yeah, formerly Kilbane. Yeah, yeah. and um, his dad was involved in the in the War of Independence and in the in the Kingwood ambush. 
and uh, it was to the proud day if you were today, the, the company the proud, A proud day, yeah. proud day for all of us. Yeah. I, I met a few old timers there, Sean Quinn from my Moore and uh, Flynn McCarthy. Yeah, they have, Nepal, yeah their families, their families were involved. Well. Their fathers were involved yeah. as well. Yeah. And and, um, uh, and your, your house was burned down. Your house was burned down one time as well. Uh, right, yeah. Book, yeah, yeah. And uh, Hayes is next door. Oh, yeah. And Larkins, Leitrim. Yeah. And Hayes is Leitrim. Yeah. They were all born. born yeah. And uh, Creamery in Bridgetown was burned. And uh, Hayes is house. Just up the road from the creamery. Yeah, burned as well. Burned yeah, as after well. the after the after, after the Glenwood ambush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I suppose um, uh, it took 19 years. I suppose when at the 19th anniversary, it was, it was nice to see the at all the members. It was only for Patsy Neville and John Linehan and and the committee that came the together. Committee yeah. that came together. Yeah. Nothing would ever have been done. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was a pity it went so long, I suppose. But no, that's just great. It's just great to remember, remember, remember everybody who was involved in it after yeah. 90 years, and I suppose after 100 yeah. years now. Yeah. yeah. Would you? Would and your father often have talked about it? No. About never talked about it. Never talked about it. But uh, I suppose that was. Oh, Everyone's story at the time, but nobody seemed to talk about it, freely talk about it. Actually, any, anyone you hear, uh, anyone you hear involved in it or their family, they always say that the parents of the they never talked, talked really about it. No. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way it was more too, you know. Just, just, there were tough times. Well, there were tough times, and then there was a lot of things done. We shouldn't have been doing this, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a proud day today, anyway. It's a proud day today. Thanks, thanks very much, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we wouldn't mind having a word or two about about the about Clinwood. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what's the proud the proud day for you today? Oh, your family oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, involved in, 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 in the proud day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And here, Jane Darren, Army Dinwood, which brings the National Army. After the, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he yeah. was in uh, Templemore for five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, he was off in the reserve for a few years. Yeah. And uh, then he, he went up to Collins' Barrack and down to the, what they were training, the, the FCA, the new force came into being in that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he was off seven yeah. And did you back along the years? Did you did you did you, did you hear much about about no, the war? No, he 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 did it. And we passed it a few times in the car, and he never he mentioned it. Yeah, never yeah. mentioned it no more than the, the yeah. man in the moon. The only time I got it, you'd get something out of it. Uh, some of the pals used to come to yeah. the house in the yeah. night time, and yeah, they'd yeah. be around the fire, and they'd be 
and uh, we'll be picking up a little bit. They, yeah, ta- yeah. they talk about it then? They'd be talking amongst themselves. Yeah, they're supposed to be small little, 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 little bits of chats about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paddy Hannon and John Quinn's father over there. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Quinn's yeah. yeah. my mom and Val as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so it's tough times because they all had to walk. Oh, no. They all had to walk. They, 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 they couldn't cycle. Yeah. They didn't do you, across you, that mountain there yeah. afterwards. Yeah. You, yeah. you couldn't cycle to anywhere because there, there was, you, you only had to cycle which, you know, within your own oh, area. That's right. And if it was found outside the parish, you, you'd be arrested. Yeah, yeah, you so they had to walk. They had to walk. So they would have they would have crossed up those. They crossed them up. There was no timber there that time. No. Yes. An untold field. Yeah. Is that the twelve o'clock hills there? No. No, the twelve o'clock hills are over for the. Yeah, which is but there to be part of it. You know the mountains would be. Yeah. How the I don't know for certain now that the sun used to come somewhere or another. Yeah. And. They, they call, that's why they called it the Tulsa Hills. They were far yeah. so the hills, yeah. There was a yeah. spot in, in the mountain where the, the sun was shining at 12 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. But they'd be safer, I presume, anyway, on the, well, the, in the, up on the mountain than they the would mountain. on the road. They had no watches at that time, it seems, you know. Yeah. Yeah, eight, eight o'clock. They headed head back to Oldfield to safe houses and back, that's right. back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks very much. Oh, you're welcome. So, so, uh, it's a proud day for you today, Tommy, to be here. It's a sad day, yeah. Yeah. And I suppose. Um, and tough times, tough times. Tough times. Tough times. Tough times. There were tough times and a lot of hunger and a lot of bad boots and tramping the country. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A lot of work I don't know, unsee, unknown, you know, not having fiddling with them because it wasn't the funny part of it. Like Blocking bridges and chopping trees and put up they took a they took a, a dancing platform three miles across the bog to make a to make a, a bunker for boys in the run on to Killeen. Yeah. Sleeping in our wet sheds and, and, and oh, yeah, the bad boots. Bad yeah. boots is the biggest yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 Walking the walk to Mealy. The walk, the walk down to Ortwin and slipping a bit of strand was taken down to Mealy. The first night they went out, they were, they were afraid they were spiders, so they had to come back again. Walk from Kilkishan to Ortfield and lads from my morning told of the Queens. And the Queens came back the second night and on again, down to, on to Ortfield again the second night, ran after another. And down to Mealy and the following evening, came back that night, walk up Gleason's in Kilkishan for a bit of and uh, uh, and left two revolvers above and a reeky tough the queens and went away without them on them tattered their head and had to walk back down. Unbelievable what they went through and wake me from half clip and they just finished when they were nearly all in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't last much longer after that, yeah. It was a throw skin and, and then he wouldn't mention a word about it because he was so fierce disappointed about the civil war. Yeah, yeah. But after all the great work that Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. And tough times. We went in all different ways, so it was both us. What else uh, went through in different ways, even in the Civil War? Oh, the yeah, brothers again, brothers yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was awful. Awful sad. Yeah. We didn't take help. 
I'm Dr. Fratton, politics ever after, nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. so sick of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, great so. men, great men, tough men. Yeah. My father wouldn't be the toughest of them, though. That was John Martin Mackey, they're known as the neighbour and the George Lancy. They were uh, they deserted the British Army, and that's just, they, were, they were brilliant at it. Couldn't, they couldn't get half enough of ambushes. They were mad for them. Tough men. Yes. There was a Mike, Michael Neville and a tough man, wild man. <laughs> and he went away to England after and never came back. The, the, neighbor, uh, the, neighbor, the, the neighbor got shot one time. I was running out of the deck of Gleason's as a cousin. They were drinking inside, they were drinking inside at Boyle's in Kilkishan. There was a pub there that had Boyle, a crowd of them, and uh, they had the, the bridge up a mile, two miles out from Kilkishan. Uh, uh, they had half the bridge up, the horse and cars could travel, but the lorries couldn't come down from Tuller to Kilkishan. And when they, when they came to when they came to the thing, they turned around and they went back around by Killane and into Kilkishan. They were spied and they knew they were in it. The people in the, in the post office were Protestants and they tipped off for what the boys were drinking in boils. And uh, a man, one of them was George Clancy and his brother was a carpenter and he was the drinking man at all and he was a, was a both. Uh, he was being paid from a man from the market that made a, he made a car for and they went up and told the boys and a few young lads saw the lorries turning uh, and going up Killan Road and they said they ran into Kilkishan two miles a couple of them to tell them get out of it and they were only laughing at it. The next thing is the lorries, one of them, one of them pulled up one into the village and there was another in. There was a couple of three or four lorries and they had, they had nowhere they were. And uh, the boys went out the back and they fired them. And John Martin Mack, there was a bullet in his leg, jumped to the river. Uh, outside Kilkishan, on his way out to Enoch, and uh, and he jumped the river, and the lads go down, which was all over, and none of them could jump. But that can tell you what fear they do by. The tough man, though. And in an hour or that after or two, he was in the Elderstone. They put him into an Essen car, abroad at Hassan's in Pollock, where his girlfriend was, and took him up to. Murphy's in Conn and the road to Queen and he was uh, in a nasty car and he was taken, they left him there and he was taken from there to, to down to they took him down to Bunrachi and took him up to Shannon and took him in and the, and the military everywhere into the, in, and got him operated inside in Barrington's hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, tough time. It's tough time, so it's tough time. Yeah. So, thanks very much for coming through. Hello. Oh, in troubled times, little old black and tan.